Mateo, can you tell me a ghost story? You know what? I'm going to tell you one of the most active, documented, witnessed, and violent ghost stories. I didn't know that was that freaked me out. Audio wise, (laughs) that was very strange. (laughs) Right, so this is a poltergeist case, polter a case of poltergeist activity called the Mackie Poltergeist. You're gonna find it under three different names if you can't find much under the Mackie Poltergeist. It's also known as the Ringcroft Poltergeist and the Rarick Poltergeist. If you look up the Mackie Haunting or the Mackie Poltergeist, it's just gonna show you shit from what is that place? Bobby's Mackey's Music Bobby World? Bobby Mackey's, yeah. Yeah, that place is pretty fascinating, too. We should probably do a show on that at some point, but... If we do, we should get Anthony and or Lucian, because I know they did uh, ghost hunting excursions there, didn't they? Yeah, been there a few times, and with quite spooky results as well. Yeah, we should definitely uh, look into making that happen. But... If you do look this up, be sure to look for a Ringcroft or a Rarick Poltergeist. But what we know of this case comes from a pamphlet written by one Alexander Telfair in 1696. No, is, is, is he a reputable source? He is a reputable with, source. With a last name like Telfair, I feel like that's just a little too convenient, you know? Yes, it is a very, I don't know, like almost a pen name. <laughs> but this Telfair was a minister who was called upon for help from the Mackey family uh, when they first started experiencing their poltergeist activity, and he's also a direct witness to the haunting itself. This story takes place in Scotland, and uh, boy, do they have a flair for naming shit, because this is the title for his his pamphlet, okay? And remember, this is just a pamphlet. It's not a book. It's The title is, quote, <clears throat> A True Relation of an Apparition, Expressions, and Actings of a Spirit which infested the house of Andrew Mackey in Ringcroft of Stocking in the Porish of Rarick in Scotland by Mr. Alexander Telfair, minister of that parish, and assisted by many other persons who were also eye and ear witnesses. So, so basically, the title is a book in and of itself. It, they, he wants you to pick it up and buy it, man. He's going to tell you everything. I guess so. It's like, here, I'll give you the first chapter on the front cover. <laughs> on the house. <laughs> Open it up and see how many more chapters there are inside. That That is a ridiculous title. Yeah, it's quite quite fascinating. I would love. Why can't you just call it spooky stuff going on that I saw? <laughs> that I saw. <laughs> that I was all up in the mix with. But but the tale of this poltergeist activity takes place on the Mackey Farm, February 1965. So Telfair wrote this only a year after this shit went down. So that's pretty cool. We usually, I'm gonna fucking eat a dog today. I'm gonna. Keep, we usually hear about stuff like this being written about decades later, and sometimes even lifetimes later, like we were just talking about with Plato and Atlantis, or the New Testament, or any religious book, really. Yeah, that's true. Always written after the dude that's supposed to have said the things died. It's mighty convenient, Mateo. It's mighty convenient. (laughs) So the first things that happened on the farm that pointed to paranormal activity 
Andrew noticed the lock and chains that he used to lock up the barn had been unlocked and unwrapped from the door. He figured the cows in the barn may have moved or bashed around enough to cause this. So the next night he doubled his efforts uh, using more chains and an even bigger lock. Uh, the next morning the lock had been opened and the chains were once again partially removed from the door. The next evening Andrew moved all the cattle into a different outbuilding and again locked up the animals. That very next morning he found one of the cows tied to the ceiling hanging only a couple inches off the ground by the chain that was used to lock the barn door. Was it still alive? Yes. It was. Yes, they said it was hung by its, like it was wrapped by it around the tail and one of its legs. That's bonkers. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Activity of poltergeist was apparent after a basket of peats was placed in the middle of a room and lit on fire in the middle of the night while everybody was asleep. And I guess peats are just like what? Swamp vegetation? It's like, it's like moss. Yeah. Now all this stuff has happened within a month. Finding, wow. finding the hanging cow and the the supposed fire that somebody tried to set. And the, it just started out of nowhere? Yeah, they, they luckily smelled it before uh, any real damage was done. But they were all asleep upstairs. So by March, the very next month, rocks began to... <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> All right, guys. Please, please excuse Mateo's asshole neighbor dog. Yeah, he's going crazy. I don't. It's super cold. I don't know why he's out there, but by super cold, what, what are we talking? <laughs> uh, let me look and let's listen to the dog and enjoy his laments of displeasure. Oh, by I, super cold, I mean it's like seventy-two degrees outside. No, it's it's fifty degrees. Which, I wish it was fucking fifty degrees. It's been thirty, thirty-five. At night, the past like week, so I'm sure it'll get that. Wow, cold. really? Yeah, it's been fucking freezing over here. Wow. So yeah, sorry about the dog, guys. We'll we'll I'll edit out as much as I can, but he's gonna he's but gonna I can only do so much. He wants to be on the show so bad. I told him no, so he's standing outside just barking his ass off. Yeah, he's very cross. So by March, only a month later, um, this is something that we've probably talked about on another show when it comes to heavy poltergeist activity or you may even heard about this particular detail yourself but rocks started to appear out of nowhere and would rain down on anybody inside of the house that is weird because that has come up in more than one case yeah and they 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 would appear out of nowhere they came from thin air Uh, many friends and other family members report all witnessing this Uh, the rocks were they rained down on people for four days. It started and just for four days, anybody who walked in got hit. That sucks. Yeah, that's an angry ghost. I mean, that's right? a hell of a thing. Yeah. So after the rock thing, the four-day rain of rocks, Andrew Mackey... Four-day rain of rocks. <laughs> Andrew Mackey uh, saw that it was time to go ask Mr. Telfair for help. And he was sure that his house and barn were... Infested with demons. Well, that's the only likely explanation. Yeah, that's the only thing it could be. In 16-whatever. Yeah. Demons or witches. I mean, take your pick. (laughs) Well, Telfair wasted no time 
in 16th century standards and two days later went to the Mackey barn, farm, whatever you guys want to call it. And after an uneventful two or three hours of investigating, Telfair decided that he had to leave. He had shit to do back at the, the church and he promised to return at another time. And just as he reached the end of the barn, he turned to see two huge rocks fall from the sky into the house. Like like meteors? No, he said it was he describes it as they appeared falling over the house and went in like landed on the house but phased through the roof. And as soon as they went through the roof, everybody that was in the house started screaming and ran out of it. Were the rocks inside the house upon investigation? Yes. Is that why the people were screaming? Yes, they were getting hit by rocks again. And it, it seems like these bigger rocks were being broken up into smaller rocks and being distributed huh. throughout the house. So it seemed like rather than trying to murder people, it was more just trying to make them get freaked out and, and maybe injured. You know what? That's a great point because if it had the ability to summon rocks that big, it could have just dropped one of those on somebody's head. Yeah, just smash some skulls in. Instead, it's like, hey, maybe you'll lose an eye or break a nose, but, you know, at least I'm not murdering you. So after seeing everybody run out of the house screaming for the minister as they were pelted with rocks, Telfair ran into the house only to himself be pelted by rocks. So In your face, minister. <laughs> so these huge rocks were, in fact, being broken up into smaller rocks and thrown at people. Now, I got to ask you, Mike, finding that your barn unlocked... It's pretty weird finding mm-hmm. your finding your barn unlocked and the chain you used to lock it up with unraveled on on the floor. That to me that that would have been alarming. And after the cow thing, that I mean, seeking help is great, but wow, how helpless must you feel when rocks are falling from the sky into your house and hitting everybody? Yeah, I, I mean, there's n- really not much you can do. No, I don't recollect the name of the case, but there's a case where. Lit matches would appear out of nowhere and fall from the ceiling. and Yeah, I remember that as well. Yeah. I think that case also had the rocks, though. Yeah, I think so, too. And there's that one prisoner that would make it rain inside, indoors. Do you remember that? No. Yeah, that was another case. Uh, I, I don't remember anything about it. I have to look it up. But rocks, and they're saying that these are being hurled at them. I mean, there's many people that were injured from these rocks, yeah, there's writings in this pamphlet about people being bloodied by these rocks. It's crazy to think about. Wow. Yeah. Imagine like you have a dinner party and just out of nowhere, rocks start going, <laughs> nailing all of it. You're like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. No one's ever going to want to hang out with you again. It's like, no, don't hang out with that guy. He's got fucking demons that raid rocks on you. <laughs> Then they burn you because you're probably a fucking witch because you consort with demons. Have flying rocks in your house. Have to be in (laughs) in league with the devil. Yeah, it's the only explanation, again. Well, after Telfair ran in the house and was pelted by these rocks, he took off and he said that he would be back in a couple days with the intent of spending the night to better observe what was going on here. So, during the course of their stay, Telfair says... He was hit with more rocks, and now other things from around the house had started flying off shelves and out of cupboards and hitting people. He was hit repeatedly so hard with what he called an invisible staff that people would hear the impact from the next room. He also, oh wow, 
Yeah. So I don't know if you remember, but that happened with the uh, the Glatzel family case. Yeah, I do remember that. That's very strange similarity. Hmm. He also heard knocking all over the house, sounding as if, quote, someone was trying to access the house. So uh, somebody banging hard enough to make you think that somebody's trying to break into the house or at least get in. So it's not only on the inside of the house, it's also affecting outside the house as well. Yeah. we got to remember, it started with that barn outside of the house, so this thing's all over their whole property. Now, Telfer reported this, and that sounds cool and all, but this was also witnessed by three other men who he brought along as witnesses in case any shit went down. So this is a this guy's doing a great job as far as investigating. He's, he's got backup. Yeah. At least as witnesses, you know. Yeah. He also claimed to feel something grab his arm during a prayer, only to look and see a pale, disembodied hand and arm holding his wrist. And that, to me, this moves it up to a darker level, man. This isn't this isn't a moody ghost. That's something else that we've we've heard before too. The the pale hand of the devil. Well, I mean, I'm sure he he's uh, kind of making up that devil part. <laughs> But, you know, the the hand thing has been reported before. A disembodied pale hand. That's fucking creepy, man. It is. It sounds like these modern horror movies. Like, well, I, I've never seen any of them. So, but it just seeing clips, it just sounds like one of these spooky things. Like, so I can just see the, the scene of a guy sitting there with a long beard, praying and looking down and just seeing this hand there pull away real quick. Jump scare status stuff. And then it's gone when he looks back. <laughs> yeah. But after this, oh yes, guys, things got even worse. Visitors to the house were now beaten by the ghost staff. Andrew was grabbed and pulled by his hair and scratched and slapped. Physical contact uh, is a serious escalation in a hunting case, even if it is some type of demonic entity. I mean, it, it's just beating the shit out of people at will. And this thing, like, usually it'll start small, like, like little taps and shit. This thing starts by fucking stringing up cows. Yeah. Like, if, if that's the way a haunting started, then the, <laughs> I, it wouldn't take much more to get me out of there. I'd be like, wow. Yeah. That escalated quickly. Well, get this. Family members that live there begin to be drug around the house, even up and down stairs. Oh, my God. That's so scary. Yeah, that to me that would have been the final straw. The rocks would have been weird, maybe even interesting to witness for a while. But I don't know, man. And if there's projectiles being hurled at me, I want nothing to do with it. Have you been hit in the, in the head or the face by a, a well-thrown rock? No, I, I can't say that I've uh, ever <laughs> had the pleasure. I have, and it, that has to suck. That's scary. I mean, you can get seriously injured sitting there and having a rock hit you. While you're taking yeah. a dump at home. <laughs> yeah, that would be terrible. There's a report that the local miller was visiting the house on business and was grabbed and held so hard that he had to get help. He screamed for help uh, for people to pull him. And it took two other people for whatever was holding him to let him go. And furniture was seen floating and moving around the house as if, quote, they were being carried. So this is some straight up exorcist status creature in the yeah. house, but it's not a like p possessing anybody. 
which I, I found interesting. It was more interested in causing chaos. That always seems to kind of be the thing, though. You know, it like you, you got to figure with with all the abilities that they display, they would be able to kill somebody if they wanted to. And and that goes for all cases. You've never you don't hear cases where these things result in the death of someone. No, they just want somebody to leave or just, again, cause people distress and stuff like that. I just find it very interesting that this thing is doing some some of the most heavy-duty shit that I've heard in a fucking ghost story. Yeah. And, and it's not possessing anybody. So is this thing like a low-rent demon? But if it has all the ability to summon boulders, it should be able to jump into somebody quite easily, right? I don't, I don't necessarily think the... Um possession thing is the goal here and i think with a lot of these cases where they're they're more interested in um the attention that they're getting and they're i think they're feeding off the reactions and i think that's why they create chaos and and look to cause fear and pain rather than than death and permanent injuries you know, I mean, if it's dragging people around the house, it could throw them through a window. It could take them and throw them through the roof. Yeah, we it could he- drop a cow on them. <laughs> we hear we've heard about cases where people get pushed downstairs. Right, that could be happening, and it's not. Yeah, it, but even even if you're being pushed down the stair, chances are, unless you're really old, you're you're just gonna like either just get a few bumps and bruises or maybe break an arm or something or collarbone. You know, it's not going to typically be a fatal fall. And I think it's it. everything about them just seems like they're there to create fear. Like, and I think that's why they typically start small and, and escalate because they, they don't have the power or the energy yet. So they're, they manifest in some way to get the attention and then the attention they're able to to gain energy from it and with the energy they're able to escalate what they can do mm-hmm. i totally agree it's, it's this thing this thing just came out swinging though yeah yeah this thing's like you know what fuck it i'm going for the knockout punches here <laughs> sure did i'm tying up one of your cows from the ceiling yeah there, there will be no knocking from me but at this point Andrew and his landlord, a man named Charles McElland, met up with Telfair and five other ministers. He had gathered them to let Andrew explain what was going on in his property. And I, I just love this fact. This guy has been hit with rocks, beat up by an invisible Donatello. He's seen everything that's going on there, but he still gathers five different dudes just to get all this shit on record as far as witnesses goes. I mean, I, I love this Telfair guy. Yeah, that is pretty uh, pretty good thinking. But I will say this because he's the only source, the only recorded source of this. He could have just as easily said, I had Bob, Larry, John, and Dave come with me and we all witnessed this. You know, he can. it's very easy to write that you had witnesses there without having the witnesses account. You're still just getting one person's account of the events. From what I understand, in this pamphlet, he, I mean, he gives the names of the people who he gathered, and he, like you said, it's easy to say, but he says all these people will testify to this. He's the head of this parish, so I don't, I mean, if he's selling this story, 
maybe he just told the other dudes to shut the fuck up or wait some time so that his shit could sell first. I don't know. But he yeah, was the know. he was the dude in charge. But I mean, just because he's the head of a pair, so doesn't mean anything. The you know, religious people have been lying to people for for centuries. Yeah, he could have told whoever was printing this thing. If anybody comes, you know, anybody else comes to you with this story, don't fucking print it. Tell them it's bullshit or whatever. He, we don't know. I'm just totally assuming. But um, after this meeting, it was decided that two ministers, uh, another Andrew and Andrew Ewart and a John Murdo, would spend the night at the Mackey farm, uh, fasting and praying. So now they're starting some type of defense. Uh, and, and even a little bit of offense by fasting and praying against whatever's attacking the Mackey family and anybody who goes in there, apparently. Now, we know when it comes to this type of shit, doing stuff like that could piss it off, ramp shit up more. Um, I wouldn't know what else to do at this point. Do you think this is a smart move for them to make when they're facing something that's apparently so powerful? Yeah, I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta fight it in some way. You can't just let it do its thing and i think that things like praying and and uh religious rites or you know whatever magical spells i think it's it's all the power comes from the faith so because these things feed off energy and it's typically negative energy having the faith I think creates like for lack of a better term, a psychic weapon and a psychic defense against these things. So even if they're able to get in and rattle your cage, if you have faith and you're, you're using that faith as a weapon that it's effective, regardless of the faith, I don't think it's effective. It's effectiveness is proof of any specific faith or practice or beliefs but I think just having that faith in your prayer or in your spell or whatever will be enough to, you know, if not defeat it, at least keep it at bay or, or reduce its power in some way. That's a good point. I mean, it, maybe the religion is not something that's important when it comes to this. Maybe there's something that happens to the human aura or spirit uh that maybe charges the spirit itself or gives it some type of defense. Maybe it's just something that happens. Maybe that's one of the reasons why religion is so widespread is that that's where the truth and this type of defense lies. Well, and we, and we do have scientific proof of a person's mind or a person's brain that there's certain areas in your brain that light up when you're doing meditation, but those same areas light up if you're doing prayer and and I think it's just a very similar way to get your mindset and there the you know the there's similarities in religious practices the belief systems may be different but when it all comes down to it the same intent is behind it mm-hmm. and I think it's it's the faith in that intent and the belief behind it that is what gives it the power so like for instance if even if you're like you don't believe in god you're an atheist and you go and you do the rite of exorcism it's not going to be effective because in your mind what you're doing is bullshit 
So it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. That being said, if you're an atheist faced with a fucking demon, is that going to change your belief system? And because you're newly converted, you're, you'd have wavering faith. So even then, it likely still wouldn't work because this is all new to you. You don't have this this ingrained faith in your in your head. But I really feel like it's all intent and and faith. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. I've even heard people say that just just imagine in your mind you're surrounded by a white light and that that's protection from from whatever you believe so even certain instruction when when it comes to fighting a ghost a demon or a spirit it it almost makes mention of like hey if you don't have a religion just imagine yourself being protected so maybe some people find a way to work around the whole religion thing and just activate whatever whatever you need to do something like that yeah well, that's why I said magic spells too. I, I wasn't saying it like being a wise ass. Mm-hmm. No, like, yeah, I you bet. know, you know, like there's uh, all all manner of of magical protection that you can employ, and again with and and a lot of magical practices will even teach that that the intent and the belief behind it is what gives your spells the power. You know, without without belief in your own abilities and the the strong intention and will to to create the results you're not going to get anywhere yeah so back to the story of the Mackey ranch during the their overnight fasting and praying party that andrew ewart and john murdo held at the ranch uh, they experienced the same thing that everybody else did they were pelted with rocks one hit Ewart so hard that it nearly knocked him out and it was so big that after everything calmed down they weighed it and it was about seven pounds damn yeah and Murdo was beat uh almost (laughs) unconscious by the ghost staff wielding ninja (laughs) just shows up thwack thwack leave me alone so with this 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 is the the reaction of the, the fasting and praying, the offensive put on by the the Mackey f- friends and shit like that. So we got to think they here. They lack the faith. That's all, man. <laughs> well, but that's a good point, though, because you said this thing could be killing people, and now it looks like it's trying to. And with their first shot, it, it, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe that was its thing. It's like, oh shit, that hurt. Now it's on. Can't not eat and and pray in front of me, motherfuckers. I think the not eating is probably what pissed it off the most. It's like, you know what? That's bullshit. There's perfectly good food. There's starving people. This is the fucking Middle Ages. Yeah, it's, it, starving yourself is just unhealthy and unwise. They said in the evening, they all joined in prayer, and Pete's had been lit on fire and began to rain down from the ceiling on everybody, seemingly coming from nowhere. So this links to that story about the matches. I mean, this is shit that's already lit on fire, materializing out of thin air and falling from the ceiling. And then that was also followed by what they called the worst of the rock throwing. They called it a rainstorm of rocks inside the house. A rainstorm of rocks. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's not something you want to contend with. No. So this thing is definitely ramping up its efforts. They say in this pamphlet that a day or two later, the local blacksmith who was visiting was struck in the head with a flying stone 
and had a plow stock fly off the ground, float into the air, and land on him. Plow stock? Yeah, so this is several hundred a, pounds. What the hell's a plow stock? I think it's the bar in between the two, what, two animals that are pulling the plow. Oh, oh, shit. Yeah, so this, again, this is now attempted murder <laughs> on the side of this poltergeist. Yeah, but again, if it wanted to, it could have. I think it's going for maiming at this point. Like, like, all right, I'm going to show you. And then it's going to really fucking hurt him. And then it'll be like, all right, chill with a prayer, dude. And I'll go back to just annoying you. You know, considering I just broke your fucking hips. <laughs> but he fucked up and he wasn't able to do it. Well, things got even worse. And this is this is only after about a week or two after the prayer party, but the house was set on fire twice. And also, which I think is the pinnacle of what's going on, there was a sheet being hung and uh, somebody was hanging other clothes and stuff like that. But apparently the, the quote is a person made of cloth appeared as if like the old traditional ghost with a sheet on it. Uh, uh, no way. Yeah, the sheet was either on the floor or hanging, but it is just, this is this where the whole, that whole thing came from? I, it could be. This is in the 1600s. I was going to ask you if you thought that. Oh man, I I mean I haven't heard of it beforehand. I don't know really what the uh, impression of a ghost was back then, but that's I always wondered where it came from because it's like such a weird thing to be like oh a ghost just looks like a sheet floating around yeah yeah i don't know why they would link that it's like the whole why does the easter bunny have eggs why, why does a sheet mean a ghost yeah i don't know <laughs> but apparently this sheet ghost person approached a couple people that witnessed it and told them hush and shh shh quiet Stop. You're scaring the ghost. <laughs> that prayer shit's not cool, man. <laughs> so that was enough for Telfair to gather five of his top ministerial dudes and perform oh, a straight-up exorcism on the Mackey farm. See, so if we can just pause here for a second. It's called the poltergeist. Or, I mean, not the poltergeist, but the Mackey poltergeist or whatever. It's referred to as a poltergeist. You're not going to fucking exercise a poltergeist. You know, a poltergeist is a completely different phenomenon. And this this sounds more like a malevolent entity somehow crossing over into our reality. Well, after the way things played out, I mean, this, this is obviously something more than poltergeist activity. Yeah, and definitely. I, and I think that this could possibly be a possession, but the possession of the property I think this may actually might be a low rent level demon that can't jump into a body yet, but he's just on the cusp of getting his black belt. So I think that they're doing a cleansing on the house. I think is probably exactly what needs to happen in this case. Yeah. I don't see what else you could do. And obviously the, the praying touched a nerve. So it's, I mean, it's not going to react in that way if you farted in its direction. You know, that's that's not going to it's not going to do anything. So it's going to just continue business as usual. But clearly they heard it in some way. Yeah. And that's why it reacted in the way it did. Hmm. Well, they immediately got started with this cleansing and they said that they arrived and immediately started prayer. 
And Telfair states in his pamphlet, quote, No sooner did I begin to open my mouth than it threw stones at me and all within the house. This thing loves throwing stones, man. It does. This thing's probably like a 12-year-old boy. He's just just a bored ghost of a 12-year-old boy. He's like, you know what? Fuck you guys. I can throw rocks. And he throws rocks all day. And that's what he does. He's a rock-throwing fool. <laughs> that or possibly somebody who's experienced them themselves being stoned. And I mean literally. Not in the good way. Not not in the fun way? No. Yeah, that's that's also a possibility. Maybe as revenge. It's like, you know what? This is how I died. Now you're going to suffer with me. Yep. Feel the sting of a thousand rocks. Yeah. And maybe maybe when that dude's getting beaten with a cane, it's really just ghost rocks. Maybe. Spooky <laughs> ghost rocks. Well, to continue with this quote, it came often with such a force upon the house that it made all... hey <laughs> uh, okay. Ectoplasm. Uh, with such a force upon the house that it made all the walls shake. It broke a hole through the timber and thatch of the house and poured great stones, one whereof more than a quarter weight fell upon Mr. Monteith's back. Yet he was not hurt. At other times, it gripped the legs of some and hoisted them from the ground. So this is his direct quote from what went down during this exorcism of the, the farm. It said the house began to speak. It told them that the people of the land needed to repent. And that if they didn't, it would torment every person in the land. And that it would go to its father and quote commission to return with a hundred worse than itself one one hundred you mean 100 entities worse than itself that i guess so it just says a hundred worse than itself so or or a hundred times worse than itself i i think it meant a hundred more see that's that's another thing with the the a lot of possession cases they always invite their buddies along yeah, I think that pretty much sealed the deal with what we're dealing with in this case. This is a demon. But it always seems like it escalates. Like, you know, it always starts as the one, and then the one gets a hold, and then it's like, you know what? I'm going to bring my, my buddies along and let them let them have a crack at you, too. Yeah, maybe they all get medals for fucking with people on that level or something like that. Yeah, well, I, I, don't, I mean, I don't think these things are necessarily, like, denizens of hell. I think that these, whatever these things are, go along with the whole trickster myth and also the the djinn as well. I think they're all the same thing, and I don't necessarily think that they're from hell or fallen angels or whatever. I think it's just something, something that we represent as evil because we don't understand it, but it's really, you know, it's serving its purpose, doing what it needs to do, and it's able to get energy from us. In the same way, like, if you look at us, we kill animals to eat. And if you're looking at it from that perspective, it's really, it's fucking with us doing some fucked up shit so that it can eat. Yeah, it could be. I mean, I don't know, for some weird reason, when I, if we're going to take out the whole biblical aspect of this type of shit and 
to me that makes that links down to it being a demon or a ghost or something like that if we take that aspect away from it for some reason my mind wanders off to these things being i don't know my mind makes me think of the entities people run into when they're doing like a astral projection or something like that i don't know i think yeah well i, I you can definitely find <clears throat> you can definitely um if if they're living on a different plane of existence like they think of them as being non like in a non-physical reality that's part of our our same dimension or our our universe or whatever but it's a it's a non-physical reality and these things would exist somewhere in there or if you're able to i mean it's probably not surface level well i shouldn't say surface level but not like your basic level of astral projection or or lucid dreaming but i think that like if for for skilled practitioners that are able to go on these journeys to non-physical reality and interact with these different creatures that you're going to come across things that um are both good well seemingly good and seemingly evil or or i guess benevolent and malevolent would probably be a better way to word it but mm -hmm. um there and there and even among them there's low level and high level there's a lot of people that have reported these little things that'll attach to them while they're astral projecting and they everyone experiences them differently they look different to everybody but basically they cling on to them and what they're doing is feeding off your energy and if you if you kind of blow that up that's what these things are doing they're they're feeding off of the negative energy that you're producing the they're feeding off your fear off your your hostility your anger your frustration your annoyance all that shit they're feeding off of and if you're able to get to a different level through astral projection i mean there, there's people that have said they've been able to speak with what they refer to as angels so it would only make sense that you'd also be able to do the, you know, touch upon beings that you would think of as demonic mm -hmm. or malevolent, you know. Well, they said that after the house spoke, they entered into the classic exorcism battle. It just did the normal stuff, more banging, more stone showers. But the holy men refused to give in. And continued to do the normal stuff. They're fasting and they're praying. On April 26th, a voice, maybe realizing it was going to lose the fight with these holy men, uh, came from the house and said, Thou shalt be troubled till Tuesday. And, uh, and on, on the next Tuesday, everything stopped. That's that's crazy. Yeah, and that was literally the end of everything that, that happened on the, on the Mackey farm. Huh. It just cut out. Kind of made me think of the Bell Witch a little bit with it communicating so well. Yeah. You even said when it was going to cut out. <laughs> I'd have had enough peace. <laughs> this shit's bunk. I'm getting out in two days, guys. Fuck off. Yeah, that's really weird, man. Yeah, to have such a high level of activity, violent activity. I mean, the, everybody in the family witnessed it, in the Mackey family. Yeah. Friends witnessed it. Visitors witnessed it. This minister dude, and with a total of, I think it's, let's say now, they had five in the beginning. He took two the first time. So over eight 
other ministers. He took eight different ministers with with them, and they all witnessed the stuff. And to have it completely cease, I mean, maybe it maybe it was losing this battle. But then again, like you were explaining, how our faith would give us power in a situation like this, maybe that is poisonous to whatever we're fighting because it, it this these religious rituals seem to work. Yeah, and and it's because of the faith behind it. Hmm. Like I think if you were to have if it wasn't Christian ministers or priests and you got like a a Buddhist monk and a rabbi and I don't know, some some like Native American medicine man or shaman and you got them all together and they they all they combined their powers and they all did their own thing but all with the same intent i think it would be just as effective hmm you know because you'd have you'd have the collective faith and the collective intent of each and every one of them i don't think the religion matters i think it's what they're putting into it and if they're really believing what they're doing you know like i i feel like if you were to convince somebody that if they did this one thing every day three times a day and by following your directions exactly and holding up this this medallion and saying this word and three times a day it's going to weaken the entity and it's going to and its hold over your property will slip and you'll be able to defeat it but you have to do it three times a day every single day and if you skip even once it'll regain its power so you need to do it every day and if the people actually follow it do it every single day it would have the same effect if they if you were able to convince them and and you know they they were able to have the faith that it could happen yeah, it's interesting to hear that there's even some people who learned a lot about religion just to learn more about the ghost stuff. I mean, it's almost I'm almost glad to hear that correlation still exists. I don't know with the ghost stuff. I guess I like to keep it more traditional. I I, I want my story to be a, of a demon fucking with these people, other than some interdimensional being. That's the thing, though. If you if you consider it a demon, then immediately. By call, by acknowledging that it's a demon, a creature from hell, you are immediately discounting all other religions mm-hmm. and saying that this religion is correct, the the Christian faith is correct, because look, it's a demon from hell. But cultures all over the world, through all di- periods of time, have had similar type of creatures in their mythology. So it's something that has been with us since we can record or since we've started recording history event events and religion so i i think that the idea that it's because because i mean let's let's really think about it It, a demon would be a non-physical entity right right and they come in they they exist on a place that mortals cannot access it doesn't exist on our plane of reality it exists on a different plane of reality so even if you even if you were to break it down and say that it was that it the christian faith is correct and demons live in hell it's still it would still be an entity from a different dimension or a different reality that's coming into our reality to fuck with us that's very true 
Because, I mean, really, what's what's heaven and hell if they're not different on a different dimension or a different level of existence? Yeah, they're obviously not, you know, there's no heaven in the sky and no hell right. in the earth. You, you, you can't take a plane to heaven and you can't dig a hole to hell. It's like Lovecraft's dreamlands. Yeah. I mean, or, or fucking the idea of purgatory. Mm-hmm. Or even, even Valhalla. Dude, how crazy would it be? You know, if there was, you know, there's obviously no heaven and hell, not in our physical realm anyway. And demons just manifest as a byproduct of religions. And that's why there's different demons for different religions. Yeah, I mean, that could be as well. The, the, we've, we've talked about the tulpas before. And you mm-hmm. get enough people believing in something, maybe you can create something. You know, maybe maybe there is a, a being that would be equivalent to the devil because there's so many people that believe in it maybe that's why the new world order is backed by so much religion is because they need to create these demons to to sway the normal person maybe into buying iphones and maybe 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 god didn't exist until we created them hmm it's very true that's a that's something to think about well yeah i mean if you believe in and if you believe that that collective intent or strong intent and and uh, or can create tulpas, you know, with it with enough will and intent, you can create a tulpa. Then collectively, with with especially in like the the major religions of the world where you've got millions of practicing people all believing in the same god, and I mean even. Even if you look at the Jews, the Christians, and Muslims, they all believe in the same God. So they, you know, only one of them believes that Jesus was God, but ultimately their God is all the same God. So you've got all those people that they they make up the vast majority of the world's religions, and all believing in the same God. If if you can create a tulpa, then all of that belief and faith would have created a God. Yeah, that energy's got to go somewhere, right? Yeah. So, I mean, maybe maybe it's just manifesting their idea of God on the world rather than actually creating a being, like a, a, a actual divine being. But, you know, it, it could be creating something, some shape of God on the world as we know it. Or maybe some entity from another dimension is latching onto that and using that power in order to cross over and influence and and do things. Yeah. Again, you can tie that to Lovecraft stuff. You know, most of his his things need worshipers. Yeah, there's lots of stories like that where gods and and things cease to exist because people stop believing in them. And look look at ancient Rome. Once the Catholics came in, their religion went... I mean, really, once once... Once Christians encountered anybody, they effectively killed off their gods yeah. and replaced it with a single god. They've been doing that since the beginning of the time, like the ancient Sumerians and stuff. They they would take their conquered enemies' gods, their whatever symbols they had for their god. You know, told them we even look. He was conquerable. Yeah, the god of our city is better than the god of your city. Exactly. Bow before our god. Like, oh man. I really liked Hamish. <laughs> Hamish is no more. Yeah. Potato is 
the new god. <laughs> potato. No potato. <laughs> yeah, even after all this, you just might want to reconsider worshiping potato because he didn't help you out it's here. It's not potato, Mateo. It's potato. <laughs> you eat potatoes. You worship potato. <laughs> You there, worship potato. Thank you for listening to the Whatcast. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, iTunes, and YouTube. Enjoy the podcast? Get yourself a Whatcast t-shirt or a sticker pack. Who was that dude on that one episode? Try the links in Homie's page. All this and more can be found at www.thewhatcasters.com. Thanks again for listening and have a great week. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.